Hey, hey, everyone. This is the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer, a dating and makeover expert, where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. Today I am back doing another episode of Where Are They Now? I love these shows, by the way, and the people who come on. It's so touching. And for those of you who haven't heard this um, kind of episode, and it's the first one you're hearing now, it's a series that I'm doing. And I'll recap. As you know, I coach a lot of people. And of course, you've heard me coaching people live on this podcast with my Coaching with Kim episodes. But I also have a ton of clients who I send off into the world after coaching them. And it's so amazing and rewarding when I hear countless success stories and read thousands of emails of previous clients updating me on how their life has improved and often how they find love. So I do these Where Are They Now episodes to inspire and motivate you by hearing what happens to people after I work with them. And whether that is on the podcast or working with them over time as clients, I hope that you listen to these and get inspired by people's successes and know that the success can happen to you too. And it all starts with a call. And today I'm bringing on somebody who actually was a podcast listener to begin with. And I think she had been listening for two years. This is so special. And then she kind of, you know, got the courage to sign up with my 14 day flirt and femininity challenge this past summer. And I remember in the group, I was really impressed with her motivation. And and this is a private Facebook group. And she would always do the daily assignments. She's always like on top of things when it came to the challenges I would give the group. She would give others support. Um, And I really saw her thirst for learning. Um, You know, the group is a fantastic way to get a taste of my teachings and certainly brings a ton of awareness to things that need to shift to make things happen. And I remember it was beautiful watching her transform inside and out in that short amount of time. And because of her efforts, guess what? She ended up winning a session with me because I give prizes in that group, which is when I really started to get her, you know, more personal journey and story. And I remember on the call, she shared a bit about her background and realized that she didn't have any dating experience growing up. So it was all new to her. And more specifically, she felt like she was wasting time on dates. She, you know, she would go on a couple, but it just felt like laborious for her. There was a lack of connection with men and and actually with women too. She lived in a suburban town. It was hard for her to meet people. She didn't have a lot of single friends and no clue how to flirt and embrace her femininity. And the word sexy left her blushing. (laughs) And, you know, I think the other thing we uncovered, and you'll hear more from her, is just the difficulties she had sharing her feelings and thoughts. So she realized after the challenge and after that session that she needed more coaching to really work on building her dating skills, self-esteem, and confidence overall. So she signed up for my three-month phone coaching program. But I will let her tell you about it. So Ivy, are you there? Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, oh. Kim, you know, you have summed everything up so beautifully. And oh. yeah, I'm 
a bit it feels a bit surreal to be talking to you on the podcast right now <laughs> I mean it's full circle right like it's so cool that that's how we connected to begin with and you were just a passenger listening to you know the podcast for two years until you decided to step up and take action and that's when everything started really happening to you and oh my gosh I cannot wait first of all just to give everybody a little <laughs> some excitement the the before and after picture of you is incredible. And I'm going to be posting that with, with well, this podcast because <laughs> you, your new look, your attitude on life, but most of all yourself, it was just, it was so beautiful to watch. Oh, thank you. Um, I do have to say the past few months compared to what I've been doing for the past 30 years, it's really, really different. And I'm really loving mm. this news new life I created for myself. Yeah. Mm. And mm. I love just, I wait, I love that you just said that you created for yourself because it really, it really was you all along. And, you know, by you deciding to empower yourself to do that is, is when it all started happening. But I, you know, I just went over a little bit about, you know, things that you were struggling with before, but what yeah. was your life like before, even like you started listening to the podcast and, you know, like, what did you think? How were you feeling? What were you doing when it came to your love life and all of that? Yeah. So I'm always very fascinated by, um, how people date or, you know, people in relationship. Like I watch movies, there's rom-coms. I I always Mm. thought to myself, I wish I can have that when, and then people around me, um, they always tell me that, oh, you know, it'll happen organically. It'll just happen when you least expect it. And I hate it hearing it every single time (laughs) because (laughs) I really needed help. I've been trying to do whatever I've been doing for past decades and it just hasn't happened so obviously something is wrong and I just feel like if I just if I just keep on listening to podcasts yes they do help but I just feel ultimately nothing's going to change and I'm going to look back and regret that I haven't taken actions I just don't want to feel that I've done not as much as I can And that, Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't want life to just pass me by because I do want to have that experience. I do want to have a relationship and I do want to feel loved and be loved. So I want to um, just know that I'm doing everything I can to make that happen. And if it really doesn't happen, then fine, I'll be able to live with that. But I really need to know that I try. (laughs) Well, absolutely. And I wondered, and if you could just share a little bit, because I know, obviously, you and I have been working together, but um, first of all, you're in Australia, right? Mm -hmm. So just for the listeners to know where you are, but give a little context to what your life was like before, because, I mean, growing up and all of that, you didn't have much experience, correct? That's correct. So um, I was born in an Asian country and um, raised by my parents, lovingly raised by my parents. But um, I just feel that in the way we express things, we don't really talk about feelings that much. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just nothing. It's just not something that we do. And then uh, when I moved to Australia, uh, I was in a local public school for one year or two. And then I went to a all-girl private school. So I really had very, very, very little experience um, interacting with the opposite sex. 
Um, mm. And I was always so focused on, you know, staying on top of my school works um, and yeah, just creating. I, I feel like my parents also have a very high expectation for me. So I'm always mm. trying to reach that high standards and I've created really high standards for myself as well because of that. And dating is just, or having a boyfriend, it's just something that I'd like to have, but it just never happens. It's just something that stays always at the back of my mind, but I had no clue how to interact with men or boys when it comes to dating. And I just had very, very little experience. And well, what I, yeah. well, I was going to say is like you went to school to learn, you know, math and reading and all of that, but mm. it, it sounded like you missed the, the school about dating, right? <laughs> you, yeah. Was and just, just the way to there. communicate with people, because I think mm-hmm. um, just with culture wise uh, in my con- um in my country, it's a little different how people interact too. So trying mm-hmm. to go from east to west, there's that gap as well that I'm trying to combine together. But yeah, I yeah, I, much success. Previously. Yes, yes. Well, and I remembered. I don't know if you remember this conversation, but I remember when we first got on our call together, and we were talking about the difficulties around dating. Do you remember you were saying like you were you were kind of picky? Oh, <laughs> do you remember that? I remember that. <laughs> Wait, share a little bit because I, I, and I think this is really common too. I, you were going at dating a little bit, like you know how you were going at it with school, like you were, you know, looking, kind of doing your research, and then you would like, you know, deselect people based on yeah. their background. And like, <laughs> yeah. Right? It's like um, I have a list and I yes. didn't think it was ridiculous, but um, oh, he has to be taller than me. Mm-hmm. He can't be, look too chubby. He has to have a stable job and he needs to be smart. He needs to be all these sort of things. And preferably he can speak Mandarin too. Um, <laughs> so I set out a, yeah, the criteria was just too wide and, you know, Basically, I've applied those high standards to to that as well. So to everything and always that perfectionism is always there. And I think in the end, that limited a lot of opportunities for myself, not just in dating, but in other aspects as well. Yeah. I feel yeah. like that was the pivotal moment too, because when you may, I remember making that connection for yourself is that you were dating like you were you were treating it almost as if you know it was a process of elimination rather than really connecting with the person you know mm. using deductive reasoning and you, you know what i'm saying like in a more academic sense and because you didn't have the experience or the language of emotional intelligence, like That's you said, you, right. didn't, you didn't have it growing up. Like how the heck were you supposed to know it? So no wonder it was so frustrating because, you know, nothing seemed natural or, or, or working. So mm. I loved when you really stepped up and started, you know, working on 
you know, how you were feeling mm. and, and giving things chances. And, um, I, I, that's, that's the thing that I wanted you to talk about. Cause there was, um, a cute story about, remember the, the first guy that you went out with and you were, you were not going to go out with him and yeah. what happened? <laughs> Are you talking about, uh, um, that guy, the one that I texted you in panic, that one? Yes, yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so um, I just started um, coaching. Uh, you started coaching with me um, at the very early stage. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, okay, so this has been set up. I'm just going to go and practice flirting. Like you've told me, be open up to opportunities. And I went and I felt like um, I was trying to apply what you've taught me using all those feeling words and everything. Um, but I just feel that the whole thing felt like a friendly business meeting mm-hmm. and it, there, there was no sparks or I try hard to keep the conversation going and it was just hard. It was hard work. It wasn't fun at all. Mm-hmm. And, um, after the date, um, I, oh, I said that I was going to go on a second date with him, but I pulled out in the end because I just cringed when he started texting me and I just didn't want to reply. And, oh, I don't know. Sorry. Yeah. Stop there. I'm not sure if that's what you're going for. That was the first experience. And cause I remember you really like fighting yourself to even go out because I think the other thing that was happening is that you were treating each date, like it was somebody that you were going to marry. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and it's like, I wanted you to kind of go back to kindergarten. I remember I told you, I said, you know, you're trying to get, you're, you're treating dating like you're in the PhD program and you never even went to kindergarten. <laughs> right. And so we, I said, you got to learn how to play. You yeah. have to learn, you have to be on the playground and just play. You're not, you're not in the PhD. You, you have no right to be picky right now. Cause you don't have the experience. <laughs> That's right. You remember that conversation? So I so, do. Yes. So, okay. So from that, that was kind of that first thing as you you were just learning about that whole philosophy. What, what would you say the top, like, I don't know, three, five skills you gained, you know, Mm. as you were going down this yellow brick road, if you will, that got you to the point where, you know, you are at now, what, what was helpful? So um, I would say the first thing is learning how to express myself and not discounting how I'm really feeling. Because sometimes I, before I feel like I, I hold myself to such a high standard that I always feel like I'm failing. Mm-hmm. And then that doesn't do much good to my self-confidence or anything um, related to it. So learning how to express myself and understanding that how I feel counts and learning how to respect myself, that is huge, just huge. And um, tracking my mood and just get to know myself. And as I continue to do that, I do find like, oh, actually I like myself better and better. I'm discovering myself more and um, accepting who I am and having that self-love and being at peace with myself is just it's more than dating, really. A hundred percent. And it always is, by the way, you know, and I think you were also so focused on the guy 
and, oh. and qualifying him that yeah. you didn't stop to just think about you and who you are and what you deserve. And, and, you know, I think as I look back to, and as I hear you talk, it was almost as if it was like a poster on your wall of what you wanted, right? Oh. Like there was yeah, or fairy tale, but you didn't really know what it was. And it, and how can you, if you don't have the experience, but also if you don't know who you are. And so as you, yeah, as you started expressing yourself and, and really sharing your thoughts and, and also setting boundaries, like what are some Mm -hmm. examples that have happened to you since you've been doing that? Like, how has that impacted your dating and your social life? I just find like once I started accepting myself and being able to express myself better and really open up like organically, I'm not trying Mm -hmm. to be someone else. I'm just trying to be Ivy and that's it. And I was able to connect with other people much more easily, my colleagues, my friends, and Mm -hmm. with a guy on the dates, it's just, it takes the pressure off so much. And I'm just really able to live the experience rather than uh, trying to trying to go for what I think should be happening. Yeah. Just let it happen. Release the control, I suppose. Yes. Yeah. And I think we kind of tied that into your upbringing, right? Because you were so busy growing up trying to conform to what would make your parents proud of you. Yeah. And achieving and doing the best. And even when you did the best, they expected more. Mm -hmm. So it was like now just knowing that you're good enough just as is. And there's always going to be things to learn and grow from, but that you can be happy right where you are right now. Yeah. And I think that was huge. Oh, you know, during our call, you told me, Ivy, you are good enough. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I actually paused. And I thought about it and I said, yeah, that's right. I am good enough just (laughs) the way I am. And I'm sure I'll evolve and everything, but yeah. (laughs) And I, and again, I have to just, because your pictures, (laughs) (laughs) those pictures, if if that is an evidence right there of how good enough you are, I don't know what is because when you all see how amazingly gorgeous, I mean, you really look like a model, but what was so profound to me is how you didn't see it before, like how you really didn't see. And again, it wasn't just about like, you know, the, the dress, the red dress we got you into and the makeup Mm -hmm. and the photo shoot and all that, which was, Mm. I think, transformative for you to actually see it, Mm. to believe it. But it was more like your body language in that before picture and your mindset. And even when you were in the challenge, how you just, you downplayed everything about you. And so for you to come into your own like this, you know, and then, oh my God, that picture of you and the violin, what? <laughs> or the cello, excuse me, the cello. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. That's like the hottest picture ever. Like, oh, I think I love that picture. I will treasure it forever. Like my photographer, she's just, she's just amazing. So lucky to have her. Okay. Just so everybody knows what we're talking about. Here's this shy little girl who has no experience with flirting and she is straddling <laughs> I heard cello with this like beautiful dress, but the photographer did some artwork around it, right? Yeah. So the photographer, I do want to mention her because um, she's amazing. So her mm-hmm. name is Furu um, Yabari and um, she's just 
she had all these ideas. She saw me and I felt really comfortable with her straight away. And she, mm-hmm. like, I was going to her for dating profile photos. Mm-hmm. But I just thought I'll um, bring my cello along. But um, yeah, it just happened. It's just happened. So <laughs> it was meant to be. <laughs> yeah. And you see it now, right? Like, do you see yeah. how sexy you are now? Yeah. Um, to be honest with you, when I look at that photo, I just, the first thought came to mind was like, geez, I'm hot. Yeah. <laughs> I look, I can look like that. I didn't realize that there's that side of me. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure whether I'll dress like that for all my days. <laughs> no, 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 no. But, oh my God, know. no, honey, you're saving that for only the ones who are deserving of that. But I also want to commend you and talk a little bit about another thing that I saw you improve drastically, and that was your flirting skills. Oh my gosh, like your texting <laughs> skills. I, th- I actually thought somebody else had written that, but when you sent me those recent ones, you know, right as our coaching was ending, yeah. I could not get over. So talk a little bit about that. Like how, how did you learn to do that and what helped? I think, um, like, you know, I've been on podcast listeners and I like to go onto YouTube and listen to other experts as mm-hmm. well. So I think I just learned things little by little throughout the past few years. And then this, I, I felt like it's just reached to a point where everything starts to align. Mm-hmm. And then I had an in me and I just needed an outlet. And then working with you, learning how to use language to communicate. It's just, yeah, it just came out. I was just, And being playful too. Like, yeah. that, you know, you got rid of the whole Q&A thing and the list thing and you started really coming into that playfulness, which was so awesome and such a crucial part of flirting too. Yeah, just be curious about the mm-hmm. other person. Like you've said, like going mm-hmm. to each date, don't treat it as a date treat it as more as meeting a new friend. And I do have to say that just takes the pressure off a lot. Yeah. 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 I love that you remember that. Yeah. It was Mm. awesome. So where are you at right now? Like what, what, what are you really feeling good about? You know, what, what do you, what do you feel like your life is going and then where do you want to go? Like, do you have some goals and things that you're still wanting to work on? Yeah. So, um, for the past few weeks, especially my social calendar basically has gone from zero. No, Oh, I wouldn't say zero. Okay. I'm exaggerating. Um, 20% to 95%. (gasps) Like I'm just, Going on dates, yeah, Yeah. and just like going out at nights, even during a weeknight, to go and listen to some live jazz and going to concerts and meeting some new people and um, just really enjoying um, what life has to offer right now. And I finally um, crossed that sec. I can tick that second date box. (laughs) (laughs) So it didn't really work out in the end, but still, Uh like I've always, I was always stuck on just getting the first day and that was it so Mm -hmm. yeah so that was good um I think what I want to work on now is just maybe learn how to let the guy lead more Mm. just because I've just noticed how I'm so used to my independence and doing 
things for myself, by myself, that is still takes a lot of practice and experience to get it to where I like it to be, I suppose. Yes. Um, yeah. For example, in my last date, um, we were walking and then there were a group of guys who suddenly came out of the building and they weren't, they weren't um, malicious or anything. They were just coming out, but there were a lot of them. And I can feel myself bracing myself and I just walked straight through them. And then I didn't even let the guy to try to lead the way. I just did it. <laughs> and now that I think back, I just need to learn, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. To, to mm. learn. Well, and that's common, especially when, you know, you've lived by yourself for a long time and been independent, but it also, I think ties into your need to, um, you know, kind of control the situation and have something yeah. be like a good outcome, you know, and yeah. you're wanting things to be just right and all of that. And, what is going to be good for you moving forward is to have more trust that other people can help you do that. Like you don't have to do that on your own. And what I recommend is to allow space and time to, to have the guy do that, Mm. you know? So for instance, if you're, um, and this is a perfect example and I see happen all the time when I'm coaching people If you're at like, say a bar and you're sitting there, you know, it's really easy. Let's just face it. It's easier to, to do things on your own. It's easy to just sit and order a drink, Mm. right? Yeah. But what if you didn't order a drink right away? What if you actually took time to get to know the guy right next to you and make that connection and allow him to buy it for you? Hmm. If you don't allow that space for the connection and for the guy to give to you, then you're not going to get it. So it it is almost an interplay between, you know, just what you put out and what you get back. Some guys may never give to you, but then that's not your guy, right? But you do have to slow down and allow for that stuff to happen so that you can embrace it and then sit with that maybe discomfort of receiving, right? Because you're, mm. you're probably not as totally comfortable receiving in that moment. That's right. Yeah. yeah Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes absolute sense. So like in that example that you just gave me, what would be maybe an idea around you slowing down to allow the guy to help you out? Yeah, just slow my pace and then mm-hmm. not stop walking completely, but <laughs> uh-huh, right. <laughs> and it starts the situation out before I make that split second decision that kills mm-hmm. any sort of opportunity for him to do something, I suppose. Yeah. And and sometimes it's it's just saying the obvious, like, ooh, I don't know about that, or ooh, that's kind of scary, you know, and seeing what mm. he does to protect you. <laughs> You know, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with just stating the obvious and how you're feeling in the moment. You know, sometimes it it is slowing down and using your body to slow down, but sometimes it's just, you know, saying things out loud that will allow the guy to know, hey, yeah, I I would love for you to help me out here. (laughs) You know, I'm, 
and and that's the thing and it's a tug of war that i think a lot of women and men are uh, women and men are making right now cuz you know women are getting more independent but we still like to be provided and protected and and men still love to give so, you know, but we just have to allow that space and time and energy for that. Yeah. Hmm. So that's a really good goal for you is just to kind of slow down and work on receiving more and allow for that to happen. Yeah. Um, and also, I think that'll help you get to the second date also and just in ways of like saying, yeah, like I'm interested. I want to keep going with this. I, I don't have it all. Like I, I want to continue. So it is dropping the hanky a lot and giving, you know, hints as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that the guy gets excited to ask you out again. Because, you know, men don't know all the time if you yeah, want to see them again. Question. Because right now, I feel like when I go on dates, like I'm just treating it, treating it as meeting a new friend. So sometimes I feel that how do I shift it from just being platonic to mm -hmm. for it to become romantic? Or maybe I shouldn't control it, just letting it flow that the guy... Mm -hmm. Let it flow, uh, let but it also, flow. yep, but you also need, now this is the time where you can kind of crank up the little cello girl in you <laughs> and, you know, play your cello for him and give him a little bit of hint and, you know, maybe it's touching his arm or it's a twinkle in your eye and smiling and saying that, you know, how excited you are to see him again. And you do have to give him a little indication because a lot of times they're looking for those smoke signals. And if we don't give it to them, it may not be that they don't like you and that they don't want to continue. And maybe they're just not getting that like indication or signal from you that you're interested. So mm. it's on us to provide that. Yeah. If you okay. really like them. I mean, if yeah. you do in, in fact want to, so that yeah. would be like a good next step for you, Ivy. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So that's awesome. Well, and you know, that's what I also want to highlight, you know, people have come on the, where are they now shows and, as, as everyone can hear, there's different levels of success, right? You know, for you to have a boyfriend right now would not even be what we were looking for for you. Remember I told you, I said, I don't even <laughs> want you to have a boyfriend right now because you need more practice. But I feel yeah. like, yeah, I feel like you've gotten to junior high now. You still have high school and you still have like college yeah. and PhD <laughs> to go. So you're, you're going on as perfect. So for you, that was your success is feeling good about yourself, getting more dating practice and you're doing exactly what it is. So that's what I, the last question I wanted to ask you is that, you know, especially people listening who really relate to maybe, you know, what you're saying and they don't have a lot of experience. If you mm. knew then what you know now, what advice would you give? I think working with you has been quite pivotal in my um, dating experience life. It really has because um, you can listen to so many different experts telling you what to do. But I feel like had I continued just down that road, I wouldn't have gotten far, really. I feel like I needed some personalized advice. I needed, I needed someone to know exactly what I'm going through, the problems I have. I needed someone to tell me specifically, okay, this is what you should know now. This is what you should go out and learn. This is what you should do, go and practice. And mm -hmm. I just felt like, I needed you to work. I needed to work with you. 
Oh. Absolutely, to get to where I am now. And it's not just for dating, it's for everything. Mm. Really, it has changed everything. <laughs> Because, you know, I used to talk myself out of doing things. I would come up with the most ridiculous reason and I just... I just say no to things because it's uncomfortable, it's unknown, mm-hmm. and I let myself get away with it. But you held me accountable, and now yeah. I hold myself accountable too, and I feel like I'm being responsibly fearless in life right now, and I'm loving it. <laughs> oh, my God. So thank That's you. <laughs> beautiful work. Oh, wait. wait, you just said something, and this would be great to for somebody who's like on the fence and has that fear of the discomfort, like you said. Mm. Do you remember what finally did it for you that caused you to like enter that con- the challenge and then actually get to the point where you said yes to coaching? Like, do you remember? Oh, I deep down, I just knew that I can't continue on like this. I know um. I don't want to continue on like this. And I knew deep down, I didn't quite know I can't really explain it, but I knew that I have to do this for myself. It's important. So I did it. <laughs> yeah, you did. And you did it like, oh my God, tenfold. And again, <laughs> the picture, the picture is evidence, but, but what we're hearing and how you feel is the most important. And um, I just adore you, Ivy. Thank you so much for, for coming on and sharing your story and inspiration with everyone. Oh, thank you for having having me, Kim. It's been an absolute pleasure. Absolutely. Uh, Well, to be continued, and maybe we'll have you back on to to hear about your um, PhD program when you finally get there. (laughs) (laughs) I know you will. I have every every bit of faith in you. So again, thanks for joining me today. This has been the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, of course, Kim Seltzer. And remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. Of course, if you want to know more, go to my site, seltzerstyle.com. And if you were listening and you realize that you are just like Ivy and motivation is getting in your way, I have the challenge for you. In fact, I'm so excited to announce I'm doing another round of the 14-Day Flirt and Femininity Challenge, and we are going to be starting December 11th. And just to recap, it's a private group of women where I give you a challenge online each day as a group to motivate you to flirt and embrace your femininity. Because let's face it, if you have any fears or hesitation around flirting, you definitely need some accountability and direction to do it. It's super fun. It's right on time to practice during all those holiday parties I'm going to make you go to. And they have been super successful, as you can hear from Ivy's testimonial. And women have not only been getting their mojo, but some boyfriends out of it. So Again, join us by clicking on the link you see in the show description and stay tuned until next week with more tips on how to feel and look fabulous every day.